This is News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And this is Atlanta. The food, the wine, the entertainment, the lifestyle. This is Belinda Skelton's Atlanta Living, sponsored by Vane Innovations. And welcome to Atlanta Living. I'm your host, Belinda Skelton. If you haven't been to Restaurant Eugene, well, then you really haven't eaten at one of Atlanta's finest restaurants. I have executive chef Chris Edwards in the studio. And Chris, I personally think that Restaurant Eugene started the whole tsunami of farm-to-table eating years ago. Absolutely. Uh, And it's one of those things now where you hear it so often and you hear that term so often that it becomes It's lost its meaning. It's almost i think to the general public but it's still something that we uh thrive for every day Uh, we've got great relationships with local farmers uh, and many times they just show up at our back door and we try to take as much of what they have to offer and then change the menu accordingly to what they have so it's uh it's still it's still alive and vibrant and uh, uh flourishing and that's why you're you're ahead of the game always on the farm to table type dining and you have a restaurant next to you're kind of um brother and sister so to speak and right. you have holman and finch next to you and we're going to be talking with executive chef spencer gomez in just a moment and it's a completely different restaurant both of these were started with uh Lin- linton hopkins um when they first uh, started, and now you're the adopted parents who have <laughs> stepped in, doing a great job um, keeping uh, everything uh, the way Linton has has started. Um, you told me that you change the menu daily, yes. and sometimes it gets more frequently than daily. Sometimes it's mid-service. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it's one of the ways that uh, we can keep the team sharp. As well, uh, you know, we I can change wine pairings. I have never heard of this in a restaurant in my life. <laughs> but neither did I until we started doing it. Uh, <laughs> it it kind of started out as uh, just going out to our guests and saying, "What are you in the mood for? Wow. You know, how much food do you want to eat? Uh, do you like beets? Do you love mayonnaise?" Uh, Antichrist? And, uh, <laughs> no, I hate mayonnaise. <laughs> but the, some of the simplest things, like a, a slice of tomato with hand-whipped mayonnaise and uh, salt and pepper, can be one of the most glorious things that you've ever eaten. Uh, but you might not know that if, if uh, we didn't have that opportunity to just say, eat this. Um, so that's one of the ways that we support local local agriculture and the farming community is trying to accept whatever they have. Uh, you know, the farmer's market down the street on Saturdays, they'll all line up around one thirty, two o'clock. Are you talking about the one at the church? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of like we have our own market on Saturday afternoons and we try to buy everything that they have. Um, and then that will push us to have to pickle and preserve and because the worst thing a farmer can have is a a truck full of produce going back home after a market so uh, we try to support in that way as as much we can so you really go the opposite direction most restaurants form their menu and then they go buy the produce and and source out the ingredients source out the ingredients we're kind of the complete opposite um Talk about thinking outside the box. <laughs> you know, well, you're like, kind of like a CSA. You know, a, um, when you sign up as a with a CSA and you are brought a basket of um, 
greens and carrots and all these vegetables sometimes i get vegetables that i don't even know what they are and i have to google it and try to figure out what i'm going to make from that you're doing the same thing on it's a larger got, scale <laughs> so the other day we had uh probably about 35 pounds of fennel okay. i was like oh wow we've got a lot of fennel what are we going to do uh <clears throat> and i asked the pastry team to come up with a sorbet course of five different variations of fennel so we had a like a sponge sugar basket of fennel some fennel sorbet uh shaved fennel candied fennel so you went a complete um, you took it to a sweet <laughs> yes instead and of making it a savory delicious uh, and so afterwards the pastry team they were like oh my god it's like we're working on chopped uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got to be on your toes and and the team has to be on their toes um, because we'll now what, change what it in the made middle of you, service. Instead of trying to take a, a fennel and make a uh, a soup or a, you know something along with a salad, you take it to a dessert arena. Uh, because it's fun. I think your it's, brain it's fun works to in it, uh, <laughs> to challenge ourselves. Yeah. You know, because because we do braise the fennel and we you know have other dishes that way. But it's fun to think of, especially pastry. You know, how can we integrate this seasonal produce into everything else that we do as well so it's fun it's fun it's quite a challenge um you know i'm very fortunate that linton and gina hopkins have allowed me to be that creative yes at restaurant eugene um and it's great we we have a blast every day well you don't have a traditional menu you have an a la carte yes and then you have a tasting menu now i'll just be honest i've never been brave enough to just turn it over to the chef and do a tasting menu from the chef. Have I been missing out? I think you've been missing out a little bit. Um, and one of the things that we did with the I'm tasting scared is... I'm I'm just going to get a bunch of stuff I don't like. Well, that's part of the uh, excitement, though, is not knowing what's coming next. And one of the things we've done with that is we don't print the tasting menu in, anymore. Um, and the price does vary day to day based upon what we have. And well, you're going to give me a bunch of mayonnaise, and I hate mayonnaise. <laughs> Are you going to do you ask if people you what they like? were to say, you know, I'm not the biggest f supporter of mayonnaise? <laughs> uh, we might frown a little bit, but we would make sure that you wouldn't have any mayonnaise in, in Or your I dinner. don't like liver. Absolutely. So okay. that's one of the reasons we didn't print the tasting menu, because if you're with four other people mm -hmm. and you say, I don't like liver or mayonnaise, I can, we can just gently omit that from the menu to where there's not the table envy of, oh, I wish I had gotten that or, you know, so it, it's kind of a holistic tasting Got menu for it. the table um so I, it's neat and i don't think many people are doing it that way with that approach oh i um, don't think so at all i think that's totally what's setting you apart from the other higher echelon or high echelon restaurants that you're competing with in atlanta i don't know another executive chef uh, or maitre d that's coming out and asking guests so what are you in the mood to eat tonight? <laughs> I know, you know, and it, then you'll, you'll, you'll fix it whether it's on the menu or not. Absolutely. And that's the thing. If you want a sous vide steak with, I don't, I'm not sure what your favorite vegetable is. If oh, it's within Brussels our... Brussels sprouts or yeah. rutabagas. A good rutabaga. How we do you do have you? some beautiful... Oh. So rutabaga will just salt roast. I pack it in thyme and bay leaf and salt. A lot of salt and just roast it in the oven. And it oh. makes the most tender, delicious rutabaga we're getting great rutabaga from birds organic farms right now that's awesome uh, but that's the thing about the food that we're doing is it's a celebration of the ingredients and the hard work that these people put into 
their craft. Uh, one of the dishes we did the other day was a celebration of Lisa Armstrong's cauliflower, and it was just five or six preparations of cauliflower on a plate. Um, and it's joy. It's it's pure joy to celebrate what they do. So. Now, do you have recipes <clears throat> that you go by, or are you just kind of a, oh, uh, let's just <laughs> a pinch of this? A I have a that. very talented sous chef and a first cook that are kind of the gatekeepers of the recipes. <laughs> uh, personally, I don't carry a recipe book around with me. Uh, it's more of a uh, kind of like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory of what are we going to do today, um, which is fun. So. I'll come back a few weeks later. Did you write that down? Because that was really <laughs> that good. That was really good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what's your biggest flub? Flub. What's flub? Something that just, oh, <laughs> you know what a flub is. Something that just fell on its face. Uh, you know, we haven't really had too many flubs lately. Usually we'll eat most of the stuff that... <laughs> so you just, yeah. I mean, in no, your head... We were, we were joking about this the other day. My job has been really just to walk around and snack on stuff and wow, make sure everything is is, uh, is delicious. <laughs> I know. I've got the best job in the world. I just get to I walk around and... An and <laughs> we could uh, always use uh, assistance, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, I um, mean, something that just sounded and worked so well in your head, but when it came together, you're like, this did not work. We had one of those uh, a month or two ago. I can't remember what it was though, because we it, we ju we just move on. If something doesn't work out, we don't ponder on it too long. We we consistently make it better, you know. So well, kudos to you guys. I mean, the ambiance in the restaurant is second to none. It's not over glammed up. It's just just the right amount. And the wait staff is wonderful. The food is superb. Um, if you're looking for a great restaurant, um, Restaurant Eugene is the place to go. And it's right there on, on Peachtree. What's the exact address? 2277 Peachtree Road. 2277 Peachtree Road. And is there a website so they can look at the a la cartes? Uh, yeah, we update our a la carte menus on restauranteugene.com. Okay. Thank you so much, Executive Chef uh, Chris Edwards, and stay tuned because David Danzig is going to uh, give us a breaking choose, and then we're going to hear from Spencer Gomez, the, would you call it your, your sister restaurant? Uh, I don't know if I would say sister restaurant. I would say partner in crime. That's all coming up next on Atlanta Living. Stay tuned. Go Falcons. Welcome back, y'all, to Atlanta Living. It's time for Breaking Chews. It's our weekly check-in on all the up-to-the-minute breaking news about local restaurants, chefs, festivals. I'm here with my favorite foodie correspondent, David Danzig, of the website BitesAndSites.net, also a food writer for Atlanta Social Season magazine, and, of course, BelindaSkelton.com. I've been really wanting some good biscuits lately. Got any suggestions? Oh, yes. Yes, I do. So one of the wonderful things about the Atlanta dining scene is not only do we attract great talent, you know, all over the country, mm -hmm. but we get so many wonderful exported concepts. It's sort of like in baseball. You know, I think a lot of prospects develop in the minor leagues, mm -hmm. and then when they're ready to get called up to the majors, they come on up and do their thing. So 
As such, we are now the proud home to the second outpost of Callie's Hot Little Biscuit. <laughs> okay. This is originated in Charleston. And let's be honest, I mean, Charleston's not exactly the minor leagues. They have a right. major league dining scene there. But Carrie Morey, she just sort of would seem like this ordinary mom that, you know, her goal was to make these golden, buttery, made-from-scratch biscuits to honor her mom, whose name was Callie. But her little dream turned into this full-blown national biscuit buzz. She was on the Today Show and Martha wow. Stewart and the New York Times covered her. So now, literally at the corner of Virginia and North Highland, it is right at the heart of the Virginia Highlands, we have our own little Callie's. And you can taste what the, all the hype is about. So right there in the front window, you will see someone hand-rolling oh. the dough, stamping out each biscuit, and then they put it in the oven. You watch the whole process. The biscuits, they're sold in pairs. This is now, This is really the South in mm -hmm. one single bite. They're slightly crusty on the outside. They're flaky and buttery on the inside. So you can get traditional buttermilk biscuits, cheese and chive style, or shortcake-style biscuits. Then... You can fill them with, they do this wonderfully salty chopped country oh, ham. They do another one with a black pepper bacon. You can get an egg on there. Pimento cheese. They have this creamy, sweet cinnamon spread mm. for your biscuits. And then they have a signature one here for Atlanta, which is made with these sweet peach preserves. Oh, my gosh, so good. They do whipped butters, homemade jams, Carolina honey to slather on there. I mean, this is a biscuit. Wow. Uh, it's just the Taj Mahal of biscuits. So little t tiny cozy dining room. They have some tables on the sidewalk if the weather's nice. But you can also grab it and go, and that's a great thing to do. So, Oh, where can we find you during the week? My website is bitesandsights.net. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And don't walk in here again unless you have Callie's Biscuits. I won't. All right. You're listening to Atlanta Living only on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. This is News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And this is Atlanta. The food, the wine, the entertainment, the lifestyle. This is Melinda Skelton's Atlanta Living, sponsored by Vane Innovations. And welcome back to Atlanta Living. I'm your host, Belinda Skelton. Well, we have the yin to the yang of the restaurant Eugene it is Holman and Finch it just happens to be next door um, right next door on Peachtree Street and we have the executive chef Spencer Gomez and this is a totally different concept than restaurant Eugene uh, Spencer it is tell me the concept of Holman and Finch and right away I know what everybody's thinking they're thinking about the H&F burger and we will will tackle that in just a minute but tell me what when Linton Hopkins started uh, Holman and Finch, what his vision was and how you've continued that. So we we always say, and I started with Linton, but it, we we like to say that Holman and Finch is the rock and roll to Eugene Symphony. Um, <laughs> it's just as passionate, just as uh, as fun. Very different experience. Um, just a very different concept altogether. So we do. Um, it's louder. It's a little more. Uh, it's it's got a more bar casual. scene. Yeah, we have a very, very, uh, very avid bar scene. Um, the craft cocktails craft are cocktails, amazing. Talented, talented bartenders and and uh, and mixologists. I guess you can say. Yeah. Okay. So you are really into using the the whole hog, the whole chicken, the mm -hmm. the whole animal mm -hmm. and so sustain it 
not sustainability, but really not wasting anything. And your charcuterie plates are outstanding. So tell us how you really make use of the whole animal. You know, it it really is about sustainability um, as much as it is uh, responsibility and respect for the animals that we use and for um, the farmers that grow them. And um, it's we take a little bit different approach um, with our charcuterie and curing program. Um, the the motto we use is uh, whole animal, whole vegetable. And just like we use the produce that the farmers bring in and uh, uh, roll with whatever they bring, mm-hmm. we also make sure we're using all of our um, our meats and our, okay. our animals. So just as you would preserve produce that you aren't going to get to, or you're preserving um, the pieces you would normally use, you know, the greens or the, sure. the stems. Um, we do the same with our with our beef and our pork and our so you know you you get a whole hog in and we may use the pork belly for one application and um, you know pork chops and pork loin and but there's all these other pieces that we can turn into grind and make sausages or we take um, you know whole hams will cure or um, it's about preserving those pieces and bits that um, that may just go to scrap or to stock or we're using every piece. Are you doing all that in house in your restaurant? Yes, we do. We do all of it. From, well, that's incredible. From, uh, from butchery to preservation to wow. Plate. So tell me what's on your typical charcuterie plate. You know, it changes all the time depending on. Um, of course, what it does, and it changes know. in mid service. Um, yeah, exactly. Actually, it honestly does. You know, when you when you run out of. Brajola, you know, we have cured beef. When when you run out of that, you you move on, and and that may happen mid service, and uh, you just adjust. So um, we do uh, a similar thing with our charcuterie, as Chris was talking about. We just don't print it, or we just don't put it down. We just put house selection of three, mm-hmm. and um, and we 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 just roll with what we have. So that may change, but um, we do a lot of Lanzinos and Lomos, uh, pork loin okay. application. And we do um, brajola, which is beef. We do sausages, cured sausages, chorizos. Um, you know, like my that. kids um, love a charcuterie plate, and if you will really break it down for them that this is just meat, cheese, and bread, mm. and introduce it to them in just a, to a simple way, they'll buy it, and it's a great healthy lunch or dinner. Absolutely. Or appetizer. And I could just have a charcuterie plate and a craft cocktail of yours and be completely happy. Right. I think that's what the the funnest part about eating at Home and Finch is, is there's no, um, we kind of take the boundaries of what you think of as a restaurant. You think you have these ideas of what a restaurant is and, and what your experience will be when you walk into any good restaurant. And you just kind of, once you push those walls down and you say, why, why? Why does why do why does the restaurant have to work this way? You push those boundaries down, and then you, your world's free to do. You're free to do whatever you like. So, so you the funnest part is to come into re, to Home and Finch and you sit down, and um, you don't have to order an, an appetizer and get your wine, and then you don't have to. You can come in and snack. You can get charcuterie, and you can get some plates to share. Everything's made to share. Um, it's just a very different. Um, open dining experience to dine however you like. If you would like to get a small plate and a larger plate as, a, as an appetizer and an entree, you're more than welcome to do that. Or you get a bunch of plates to share. It's just a, an open so experience. So do you accredit uh, Linton and his wife uh, with the visionary of, of pushing those walls down? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's in, it's in the name. Um, they named it Home and Finch Public House, and that's exactly what they strive for it to be every day, is a, is a public house. It's for everybody. Um, 
if you want a cocktail, if you want to come in and have conversation, or if you want a, a full sit-down course meal, we, you know, we, we, we offer it to everyone every day. Okay, so everybody, unless you've been living under a rock, knows about the H&F Burger. So tell me how the H&F Burger started. <laughs> so the burger started as a late-night item. So it was a fun... Um, at 10 o'clock, they would do a set number of burgers. It would be exactly how many they could fit on the griddle. And uh, they would do it every night at 10 o'clock. And it, when they're sold out, they're sold out. And it became um, cult. such a cult following. <laughs> you know, there's I people, know people that lined started up all night at waiting seven. for 10 o'clock. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you come in at 6 o'clock for your reservation, you wait. So um, that service has morphed over time. And now we just do, um, we just, uh, instead of waiting for 10 o'clock, we just do it right when we open the door. What is so good about this burger that Uh, makes people come to a restaurant at 7 o'clock and hold a place? I think it's just, it's the same thing with with everything we do. It's the simplicity and respect for ingredients. So it's it's about the the beef itself. Um, It's 50-50 chuck and brisket grind in-house from from local grass-fed beef, um, house-made pickles, good mustard, good ketchup, you know, good cheese. It's just the simple quality of of the ingredients that, that make things so delicious. So like, like Chris talked about before, a piece of rutabaga cooked correctly or a, a simple tomato can be the best thing you've ever had as long as it's the best tomato available. Right. Presented in the best possible way with care. You know, it's the same way with a burger. It's something, you know, completely different from a tomato. A hamburger is the same way. Simply... Sourced correctly, cooked correctly, presented correctly is, is the best burger you've ever had. Now, it's kind of taken on a life of its own because then you opened up the H&F uh, stand at Turner Field and people would miss, you know, six innings of the Braves game standing in line to get their right. <laughs> H&F burger. Yeah. I, I've seen it happen. Yeah, and we have the, uh, the burger at Ponce as well. And that was just kind of one of those things where people love the hamburger so much that Lent wanted to make it available if you wanted one anytime. Now it's available anytime. So that's Okay, what yeah. about the what about SunTrust Park? That we will have we will have the the burger there. As well. well, I should hope so. Are people going to have to? You're going to have a, a, you know, a mutiny mm-hmm. on your hands. Yeah. That will be insane. Yeah, so, what's coming up next for Holman and Finch? You know, Holman and Finch. Right now, we're looking at um, working with a lot of guest chefs. We have um, cookbook author Hank Shaw coming in this month. Um, we're just cooking an entire menu inspired by his cookbooks and his style, um, his philosophy. Um, we're going to start doing a lot more of that, working with other chefs, having people come in and visit and just collaborate and um, learn from each other. And I think that's important from people from all areas to to collaborate. We're kind of a giant family of transient chefs that and cooks that just uh, all need to share ideas and work together. So that's what we're striving for right now. I've noticed that the chefs mm-hmm. do not stab each other in the back. It's kind of like this communal family because everyone moves around at one time or another so you need to keep mm-hmm. um, the relations there because you don't want to burn any bridges yeah. um, going back to the craft cocktails right mm-hmm. now uh, of the craft cocktails that you're making what's your favorite we have um, a cocktail that's called a suppressor it's a it's a cocktail suppressors are a, are a, are a category of cocktails that aren't named individually they're all just called suppressor number 
whatever, and you pick okay. them up. So uh, we have one on the menu right now, but the suppressors are generally um, cocktails made of lower ABV ingredients. What is ABV? So um, lower alcohol by okay. volume. So they're not as strong cocktails mm -hmm. necessarily. They're more of like a, think of like a session beer where they lower the alcohol right. content. Uh, it's the same uh, concept in a cocktail. So they make it a little more uh, easy drinking, but also not as strong. So that it's kind of a great happy hour after work social yeah. warm-up so drink. Yeah, so you're not trash. Kind of, you say, exactly. So, so you can come in before yeah. your meal, have a couple of suppressors, you know what I mean, and sit down and you're not, you're not too... Uh, too toasted for dinner <laughs> that sounds great yeah. uh, so go tell your mixologist that i like more savory cocktails than sweet absolutely okay so let's let's make a you know a few of those get them on you can name absolutely. them after me not that, that doesn't matter okay so is there a website that you'd like to give the listeners absolutely uh homeandfinch.com all right. All so thank you so much. David Danzig is coming up next with Breaking Choose. You're listening to Atlanta Living, only on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Depend on it. And welcome back, y'all, to Atlanta Living. It is time for Breaking Chews. Now, this is our weekly check-in on all the up-to-the-minute breaking news about local restaurants, chefs, festivals. I'm here with our favorite foodie correspondent, David Danzig of the website BitesAndSites.net, also a food writer for Atlanta Social Season Magazine, and, of course, BelindaSkelton.com. So, major news in the barbecue buzz. Yeah, that's right. So, earlier in the show, we talked about Callie's Hot Little Biscuit, yeah. that world-class biscuit import from Charleston. Well, we have another smoking hot import, and this one's from another southern port city, Savannah. So, it's a great story. Pitmaster Brian Furman. The guy was a welder. And he figured out that he had a gift for smoking meats. Oh, he okay. roasted a whole hog for his daughter's birthday party, and people went crazy. So a couple years later, he and his wife, Nikki, took the leap. They opened up their own place, and they source only these purebred, pasture-raised, oh. heritage-breed hogs. And they smoke them about 12 hours over cherry wood and oak. So quickly in Savannah, these lines start to form and Southern Living, Garden and Gun, a bunch of national press started to circle around. Well, they had an equipment fire and the restaurant burned down oh. in 2015. So four months later, with the help of all his fellow pitmasters and the whole Savannah community, they roared back to life. And now they have a second location um, over on the west side. It's in this cozy little house off of the Bolton Road over in the Riverside area. That's your, your neck yeah, of the woods. Yeah, it's kind of my neck of the woods. So if you have to pigeonhole the style, it's South Carolina. So soft, smoky, mm. salty meats. They really don't require sauce to enjoy. The Good. only thing they offer is they do a spicy vinegar and a Carolina mustard that you can put on the barbecue. And they're made with Georgia peaches. That's a little you know hometown signature uh -huh. here um but i had the pulled pork and the chicken and the brisket and the ribs yes i am I'll a hog my word um, they're perfect by themselves and i can also absolutely vouch for the sides um you know crispy pig skins he does these fried pickles the collard mm. greens were absolutely spectacular crackling cornbread he also puts a um savory hoe cake with every plate <gasps> that you cakes. must have so cakes. it's an absolutely quintessential barbecue experience here in atlanta if you're one of those people that has your little barbecue trail yep. put 
put B's Cracklin Barbecue right on that list. Oh, and, get up and it's named you after me. It. Great. Where can we find you during the week? My website is bitesinsights.net, and you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as Bites Insights. I have a feeling I'm going to be at B's Barbecue tonight. Perfect. All right. You're listening to Atlanta Living only on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Depend on it. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.